absurd. Exactly. Mm, yeah, it's uh, Tuesday at six o'clock. It's it's <coughs> it's Bughouse Square. I'm, yeah, it is. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. Not this stage of the game. Nope. It's the truth that matters. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bug Out Square, uh, I'm not sure what I, I got. Well, one thing I know is I've got an awesome selection of music, so that we've got that. Now, there could be uh, a special guest tonight. I can't give any names because I'm not sure uh, what's going on. But, um, you know, there may be something else uh, other than music in addition to music. So uh, thanks for doing what you got to do to do. This is Beauty Radio, and this is Buckhouse Square. Man, come along, and it chased us out in the rain. Was that a vigilante man? Stormy days, we'd pass the time away. Sleeping in some good warm place. Man, come along and we give him a little race. Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man. And he said, unite all you working men. Kill him in the river. Some strange man was that a vigilante man. Vigilante man, why does a vigilante man carry that sawed-off shotgun in his hand? Would he shoot his brother and sister down? I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land
Every day I get in the queue Get on a bus that takes me to you
check it out. I get around. What you mean you don't know? Check it out. I get around. The underground just don't stop for hoes. I get around. Still down with the underground. Let them hoes know. Now you can tell from my everyday fits. I ain't rich, so seats and this is with them tricks. I'm just another black man caught up in the mix. Trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Just cause I'm a freak don't mean that we can hit the sheets. Maybe I can see that you don't recognize me. I'm Shock G, the one who put the satin on your panties. Never knew a hooker that can share me. I guess. What's up, love? How you doing? Right. Well, I've been hanging, singing, trying to do my thing. Oh, you heard that I was banging. Your homegirl you went to school with. That's cool, but did she tell you about her sister and your cousin thought I wasn't? Uh. See, weekend was made for Michelob, but it's a Monday, my day, so just let me hit it, yo. And don't mistake my statement for a clown, we can keep it on the down low, long as you know that I get around. Twists in the hips, cause I'm watching. Conversations on the phone to the break of dawn. Now we all alone while the lights on. Turn them off, time to set it off. Get your wet and soft, something's on your mind, let it off. You don't know me, you just met me, you won't let me. Well, if I couldn't have me, why you sweat me? It's a lot of real cheese doing time. Cause I goofy with the truth, I told you lies. You pick the wrong guy, baby, if you're too fly, you need to hit the door. Search for a new guy, cause I only got one night in town. Break They just love to learn and another child grows up to be somebody you just love to burn. Mom loves the both of them. You see, it's in the blood. Both kids. 
thicker than the mud. It's a family affair. Checking each other out. Hey, nobody wants to blow. Nobody wants to be left out. Uh huh. You can't leave 'cause your heart is there. But you, you can't stay 'cause you've been somewhere else. You can't cry 'cause you look broke down. But you're crying anyway 'cause you're all broke down. It's a family affair.
Georgia, Georgia, the whole day through there, just an old sweet song, keeps Georgia on my mind, on the land of Georgia, Georgia, the song of you, comes as soft and clear, as the moonlight through the vine. Other arms reach out to me Other eyes smile tenderly Still in peaceful dreams I see The road leads back to you, baby Georgia, Georgia No peace I find Just an old sweet song Keeps Georgia on my mind Come at it now. 
that's a good that's a good fade out. That's Sweet Leaf, and this is uh, this is Bug Out Square Mutiny Radio. It's not just a <clears throat> it's not just a radio station. It's um, it's so much more these days. It's like I don't know. It's like there there's doors. We have a washroom with uh, running water. It's in this uh, day and age. That's a that's quite a thing. We're on the corner of 21st in Florida in the beautiful Mission, where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. I'm uh, I'm very uh, very excited. I got uh, a friend and uh, a long time. We were just kind of uh, tabulating the hours. Uh, um, can I say your name? I don't know. What if you got if if, if it's um, <laughs> it's Tico. So uh, Tico, you got to get that that mic is there if you're gonna um, say uh, hey and whatever. Um, Hello. So, hey, so Tico's been. Um, a contributor to uh, Rise from the Basement, because it's no lie in the basement, we're miles apart, no surprise, going to rise from the basement. Tico is one of the first guys that I've sent. We were just thinking, it was like you sent me something in 2011. I did, yeah. Yeah, what was the first song you sent? It was called Pills Make Things Go Crazy. Pills Make Things Go Crazy. I love that song. I love, yeah. So, um, uh, Tico's been... You lived so what's going on you've you're you're you've lived you lived in town for a while in san francisco yes yeah i lived here since 2001 and then i'm going i went to junior college in san diego then came back to sf state then went back to grad school and i'm in san diego now san diego and you went to school for pharmacy pharmacy, pharmacy. so that's so that's so vague man <laughs> what does that mean pharmacy there's so many things uh, what like um so what does that mean so you're going to work at walgreens or uh, what so, uh, unfortunately most people go work at walgreens and it's very sad because it's a very corporate environment kind of like soul crushing ah uh, mind numbing yeah mind numbing and so i got this book um it's about um like something cartel it's about about the the opioid oh yeah, yeah. thing and it was talking about the um uh this dude who wrote it worked for the dea so he was trying to like shut this shit down when you know back in the early 2000s when it was pretty evident that these particular um towns and counties were getting these just like huge deliveries <laughs> like yeah. millions of doses for like a town of like twenty thousand or something crazy so what I mean, what is that? Does that mean anything to you? I mean, what's uh... well, ideally, you know, if you're a good professional, you're supposed to kind of see that it's kind of being overprescribed for a patient, right? If right. Somebody's walking around, comes to pick up their medication. They probably don't need opioids, right? But uh, but the reason why it happened, it's because I guess physicians are a little physicians are a little scared that they might get in trouble if they don't treat the pain. Okay. And so physicians, just in case, will... Like, you go to a physician, you know, like, oh, I have chronic back pain. There's no... Pain is such a vague... Right, it is nebulous. There's no lab. So they can come back and say, ah, this doctor did not prescribe anything for my pain. I'm obviously in pain. of course, people will abuse something if they they see a loophole. And I think the whole country did that, you know? Uh, So, but... but, It was a huge loophole, though. This isn't just, like, one thing. It was, like... I'll give you a contrast. So, uh, Armenia, where I'm from, Uh to get an opioid, you have to have cancer, and you you go through 
three, four only cancer. Three, four different commissions for that opioid to be approved. So I went to a dentist. I had a surgery, serious surgery. They had like kind of implants and stuff like that. Sure. And then I was like, are you going to give me painkillers? They just gave me uh, Tylenol and said, you'll be in pain for... And you were fine, right? Yeah, they'll be, <laughs> they said just you'll be in pain for one or two days and you'll be okay. Just bear with it. So yeah. here you'll get like two, three weeks supply of strong opioid, like a hydrocodone, very yeah. strong. That's like, uh, it's banned everywhere else in the world. No shit, everywhere yeah. else. Yeah. So that's what I got. So I had uh, an accident at work and they gave me, um, it was called uh, uh, oxycodone. Oh yeah. That's, that's, so that's what they so did. Strong. And they gave yeah. me, um, and I, I'm not going to lie, man. <laughs> it, was, it was like, I don't know what the dose was. Did you feel the warm hug? I, it, it, <laughs> just, it was oh, such an embrace. <laughs> it was great. And I got to tell you, like when I was getting down, you know, I had it and I it, it, initially it was like, yeah, I was I was I needed it. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm managing the pain and then it got to where I'm like, all right, I'm down to like the last like half dozen pills. And I'm like, OK, uh, uh, yeah. I, can, I'm, I can get through this. This is just, And it was like it was a thing that I, I didn't like super wrestle with. But I thought about it when I got down to that last pill. I'm like, OK, this is the last one, you know, but yeah. It's 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 it works, you know. If if your if, if your pain is really bad, yeah. right, it's the best thing. But there comes a point with chronic use, your nervous system kind of gets desensitized to it, right? And then it your body will actually kind of in your head will make pain, so you can take more of it. So I did a rotation in a pain management clinic, and the whole work of the rotation was to get people off opioids and put them in physical therapy and put them on other drugs, like safer drugs. And that, that was like uh, a nightmare. Not okay. a lot of, so what, I mean, as far it's as like, like, you can, like one in a hundred you can get off and then the, everybody else is just on it. And if you do it, if you push for it, right, they will go to a doctor that will prescribe it. The Olivier, they'll what, go to what, Like, what's the time after like one day, two no, days? No, no, no. One day, two days, I don't think so. I think about maybe like two, three weeks, they will, you'll start. Okay. And then, you know, if, you, if you're if you prone to addiction, because, you know, some right. people, it's something with gambling yeah. or. Sure. Not marijuana. There's nothing, no evidence that that one's addicting. Or, uh, but no, uh, I, I mean. Like benzo, benzos, like uh, Xanax and stuff, right? Okay. So, similar mechanism. Your body kind of gets desensitized and it wants more and then it's telling you that I can't live without this thing but it's all in your head of course but right you don't feel comfortable and then you want more you go to one doctor they say no then you you shop for doctors until you find somebody that will prescribe and there are of course there. you know every people are people you know there's there's somebody that will so you got a guy who's obviously addicted and he's rolling up to your uh counter I mean is yeah. that your job to like so pharmacy-wise, right? So so everybody's everybody's in fault for this. So you have the patients, right? Then you have physicians, and you have the pharmacists. So the pharmacy system in the whole country, most of the prescriptions. I I, I worked in a Rite Aid downtown San Diego for my internship. Okay. Like throughout pharmacy school, and most of the most of like ninety percent of the prescriptions were either like Xanax and related like benzodiazepines opioids and then adhd drugs for 20 to 30 year old yuppies that 
I can swear none of these fuckers had any of those issues. 90%? You know? They just had, they, yeah, that was the whole thing. We were just counting them. And then, uh, and it, so uh, if you're proper, uh, you know, pract practitioner, you know, right. you question it, you know, you call the doctor and you're like, hey, I don't, are you sure this guy is in 10 out of 10 pain? And then they have to take this, like, oxycodone. Right. So obviously when they, cause I remember like what they're doing, okay, what's your pain level? And you, you put that in. So of course, it, if you wanted it, it would behoove you to say, yeah, I'm at a 10 today. Yeah. Uh, it's a 10. Also, they, they occasionally get caught. They, it's business too. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a business. They make money to, off of it too. A lot of patients will get it and that's how it gets in the street, right? They'll just sell it. Right. So they just, they're just there to get their yeah. script and then they go and they sell that. Yeah. So in, in that scenario, you have a bad physician and a bad patient that kind of. And that yeah. seemed like it just yeah. It yeah. proliferated. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, but, but, uh, you're onto, uh, so much, uh, better things. So what are you doing now? You're, so now, now I, uh, so I, I was more research oriented and then, uh, I, when I started pharmacy school, we did the study on ketamine. All right. So ketamine is a horse and, uh, well, not really horse. Um, it, it's a anesthetic, so it's used for okay. pain and it's, it's used for inducing like a coma, for example, in like operation. So this is not a, this is not a euphoric kind of drug that you would so, take or so they call it a dissociative anesthetic is this what killed michael jackson was that was in this no i think he had like five other things no not okay ketamine. no All he right. had propofol or something like okay that. Yeah. so ketamine is interesting because it's an nmdar it's a special receptor in okay the brain. It, it works on that but it, i'm sure it does other things too is, a, is that with like a like a lsd kind of receptor that in, Al in that area almost so it, it actually it's kind of in the same family as like all other psychedelics but okay. uh so people use it for treatment resistant depression. And then we had a little clinic at UCSD and what they showed that, and it was off label. So before, now it's approved for depression cause there's like a nasal spray, but this is in 2015, 16, where we started this research looking at the side effects of this drug. Okay. And then we compared it to people who took ketamine for pain and then people who took ketamine and other drugs for pain. Okay. And looked at the side effects and we saw that the people who were taking ketamine did not report depression. So it, it was like a signal. It showed an antidepressant effect. And then at that time, uh, there was a trial on, ongoing and a year later it was approved because they had like controlled uh, trial and uh, had results. So that got me into, got me into uh, psychiatry and psychedelic use. And then throughout pharmacy, I did the internship in that, like Walgreens and Rite Aids and just learned that it's just like a corporate nightmare where you like you just don't question anything. You, you're Do you have any opportunities? So you're working at like one of these big corporate things. Are they uh, encouraging you to, to educate yourself or are you just there to to? No, you're just there to plugged into their you're system, plugged into the system. If you question it, you rock the boat, you kind of uh, indirectly told that somebody else can do your job you know if you don't like it. because it's it's pretty much like there, there's a huge profit in that right and in, in pharmacies for them i mean they yeah they, they make like at least uh, like 100 130k a year um what the uh pharmacists the pharmacists yeah <clears throat> but i mean uh as far as the the pharmacies themselves oh yeah yeah they're most of their profit i'm sure has been in controlled substances 
Okay. It's not selling yogurt or... Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I worked there and I and then later I worked in the vaccination clinic for three months. That's okay. Like for I, uh, COVID? Uh, for COVID, yeah. And then it's just... It's just your pharmacist job, what you're taught in school, right? At school, you're like, no, you're going to take your time. Cons uh, uh, you consult the patient, tell them how to store the drug, how to take it, what side effects to expect, what to do when this ABC Good, side responsible kind yeah, of yeah. advice. So I mean, like, to do it properly, you need for at least five, ten minutes to talk to your patient, right? But then if you, but you have 30 patients in that, 30 patients in that hour, and then the, all the phones are ringing, you're understaffed and there's a line and people are kind of assholes you know it's like sure. a classic american customer yeah. it's just <laughs> i want it now yeah i want it now my insurance is not working and it's your fault you have to call them you call the insurance and then oh man yeah just, the whole everything i've seen like, i mean i yeah i yeah everything sucks and then just and then you're like what am i doing like how am i am i helping these people <laughs> you know it you just feel like shit that right you feel like shit so how long did you do that so I did it. So I did it in my undergrad as a technician when I was here at SF State, and I did it throughout pharmacy school because we have to. Get Shit! So offices. you had a couple yeah. few years yeah, of that. Yeah, all together, I had like about nine years ish of that. Oh experience. shit! Yeah, yeah. All right. So then throughout, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do research and just try. You're to scarred, man. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't say it's not scarred, but kind of. I had a face to face with the reality of how fucked our. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So our healthcare system's fucked from all the angles, you know, and the physicians will confirm it too. So, like, I have a lot of physician friends and family that are like, I can't treat a patient when I see a patient for fifteen minutes, you know. That's, right. And then that my follow up is in like forty five days. That's not. That's it's a kind of the same thing as pharmacy. They like get as many numbers as you you can, so we can charge the insurance as much as we can, and. Yeah, America's just taking it, and that. Uh... Do you see? All right, I, I, and I don't want to put you on the spot or anything. And I know we're. I. I, uh, I mean, do you have? Is there? Do you see any like a solution to that? Yeah, at all? I see. I just... So uh, one pair system is a solution for this. Okay. And then the, anybody who argues against it is either an idiot or has some interest in like insurance companies. <laughs> I want a T-shirt that says that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because the, the, the reason is, so I'll, 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 so I know that in detail, the pharmacy example, right? So let's say your premium's $20, right? So out of those $20, $5 goes to the drug. The other $15 are paperwork. Insu this much goes to the insurance. This much goes to the middleman processing company. Sure, sure. So the already, so we're already just, just based on that, right? You tank 400% of what you should be paying. So this is okay, the whole bureaucracy unnecessarily build up bureaucracy that uh, the pushback like this they just kind of passed the thing where they're to negotiate for uh, Medicare uh, pharmaceuticals <laughs> and I'm just like really like people are like arguing against this the ability that we're we represent fucking every old person in this country and we have. No ability to negotiate for yeah, Medicare. Medicare, yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's, crazy, it's obscene. Yeah. And they just go over to Canada, get their insulin for twenty bucks. All right, yeah. Yep. So, uh, and here it's like two hundred, three hundred dollars. So, so it's a. 
I don't know. It's just very sad, but basically American patients are like sheep. We're herding sheep. It's just a... Uh... All right. Well, we're not... We can't solve this. Oh, yeah, I'll be me about... and you. No, no. This is me. I'm bringing this up. But the but the, the thing that like super intrigued me was the... Um, so now you're working at... Where are you working now and what are you kind of uh, into? So now uh, I, I work at uh, this company that does clinical trials for psychedelic use in psychiatry. Okay. And then uh, why I kind of, that my interest in psychiatry started from ketamine and I did a couple of rotations in psychiatry and it's, it's like half of, also they did big studies that show that you try every antidepressant, there's this big star D report. They, they tried like every class and then they controlled it, make sure they took it the right way and they showed that half of the people just don't respond to anything. So 50%. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's. The depression. I'm talking okay. about depression. It's a, a similar story with uh, anxiety and other like related disorders. And then ketamine. We had a meeting with a doctor at UCSD, and then we did a couple of papers on this. And you go in, you get your infusion or intramuscular, and people were depression-free for up to six months. Six months, which is yeah. is like, and, and this is like suicidal people that are about to off themselves, okay. right? So really bad. So, and then it's uh, and that's the the way they the patients describe it is that I kind of was able to look at everything from the side. You know, it's like dissociative anesthetic, right? It just kind of unplugs you. So ketamine is unique. LSD is a little different. So okay, we can talk. We'll talk about that too. So anyway, so my research and my personal interest got me into this company. It's called Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies. And they're, they're doing uh, trials now uh, on MDMA. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, you know, uh, so that's Molly like, or... Molly, where, yeah, yeah, Molly. Yeah. And uh, for PTSD patients. And I can't, I can't discuss the results because it's still going through... Understandable. The, the applications, but they they published the paper. You know, if you're interested, it's a, yeah. If you a, could put that information out there, what it it's in it's in uh, Nature Medicine, uh, or a pre, like a, the preliminary results of uh, phase three studies, and uh, they showed some good results, but it's not approved yet. And uh, and along that, other other companies are doing um, psilocybin. So that's the chemical in the mushrooms and the active ingredient is silicin so mushrooms are also helping in psychiatry and uh, well LSD um, it does too there none of them are approved yet right but there's big promise and then this is known this was not this is not new so in 50s 60s 70s this was done until the war on drugs began. and and they they so they had kind of uh inklings into this back in those early yeah. tests yeah yeah and it's it, you know like in that like tribal societies they're used right. all over the world you know in their they have a shaman or right whatever the ayahuasca that, that yeah yeah, yeah. so so they, they have known to be very 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 useful in spiritual healing yeah yeah and and for me it's like okay i'm uh i mean i'm just gonna like come out with it now i mean i'm not that i was um i was around in my in my day there was there was acid was around lsd and and it was like i believe there there were 
varying degrees of quality and whatever their ingredients, mm-hmm. let's say, you know, I think there were certain things I always heard like, oh, it was a spiked with some sort of mm-hmm. amphetamine or something like that. But, you know, for the most part, you could buy like a hit of acid or whatever. And, and it was like, I, and I've done uh, numerous trips and I've uh, not... <laughs> and that, and I, I've had friends and acquaintance who were like, who like did a lot and maybe too much, you know, kind of like over the edge. But for me, it was, I, you know, it's like, you know, I almost feel like it has to be, um, I don't know, uh, hyperbolically a prerequisite for humanity is that everyone should have to like trip. Yeah, I agree with you because you know why? Because at the time when this was happening, we had all our human rights movements be born and not just be born, but be very active and productive. We had the sexual revolution. We had cultural revolution. 70s music is uh, the best music that has ever been created. You know, that decade, right? right? Nothing before, nothing after. Just amazing music. Just uh, yeah undeniable undeniable it's a it's humanity kind of yeah i agree with you i would i'd love to have like that i think everybody should have and it, it's because you, do you know why because what what the, these drugs do we are born right into a environment right right and kind of our identities you know i don't want to go into like psychoanalysis but like in, in it's it's a very big part of that we have we build these identities that are kind of our brains say okay we're gonna do things that are needed to survive in this crap right and that's a big that becomes a big part of our identity so what psychedelics what psychedelics do psychedelics let you step away from that you know that's uh they they let you step away from that lets you disrupt that wiring right yeah <laughs> exactly and 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 all of them do it in a different way like uh for, for mdma it kind of why it works good for ptsd is because it uh slows down your amygdala which is your fight or flight okay response and then you are able to go back and address your trauma because ptsd patients don't like to talk about their trauma because it's it's yeah. so triggering it's not that just the drug does that like you know the drug doesn't do it itself it just helps you go in and deal with it so right. you do you do a lot of work a therapist right. does a lot of work and then that's the, even even thc like a marijuana thc with cbd will activate a specific part of the brain and then thc alone will activate a different part of the brain you know and everything associated with those parts will give you a different kind of experience uh, like a, like stronger psychedelics like LSD and psilocybin, they kind of pull off the brakes that control which parts of your brains are talking to each other, and then you have this activation of everything, and that's why you kind of everything just becomes, you know, you smell colors, you know. Right, right. It's it's all. It, what was the? There's a word for that. It's like synesthesia or something. <laughs> and, and anyways, it's like a fun fun word. Where you uh, feel your feelings kind of overlap. And so, so with when you're doing these uh, these tests or whatever, are they are they have they synthesized the kind of the psilocybin out of it, or are they giving people like mushrooms or? So the company that does it, they actually so they yeah, and I don't 
I actually I can talk shit about them because it's not my company. But uh, they they uh they started they they kind of have this polymorph A version of it, and then uh, they're trying to patent it. So in the community, the community is not okay because they're not this. there to make. Yeah, so like, they oh, want to sold out. Yeah, you're, right. You sold out, and now you're gonna. Now we can't make this. You're gonna make it legal, and now we can't make this camera. Oh, right. So they can like patent like psilocybin. So they they patented <laughs> a specific type of psilocybin. So in case it's approved in the future, other people will be able to make cheaper generics. Just not that specific kind of crystal. So do you see? Do you see it as being a? Um, a uh pharmaceutical logical kind of thing or more of a organic like mushroom kind of consumption thing or combination of their i think the, the medical use will probably be a pharmacological one because it has to be because it has to be the right dose it has to be the dose that they did in the trial and do you have you have confidence in that that they can like they can just like zone in on though and really fine-tune that yeah, stuff yeah 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 yeah, that's that's easy. Yeah, that's chemistry and manufacturing. It's, that's not a big deal here. Yeah, but the the, the I think the main thing that though these uh, movement kind of well not movement companies organizations do is kind of because they're all in schedule one now. They're, they say there's abuse potential and no medical use. So what I'm uh, what's the how does that work again? Because I know like acid was always like crazy so one schedule one is kind of where heroin is okay uh, right so it's the worst marijuana is there because yeah because it's so nobody awful, yeah. knows yeah marijuana I mean, yeah. so no medical use uh and abuse potential and as it and can't now, even test with the shit that's that's the one thing that's like you can't even like well i don't know i'm sure it's a lot less now well there is no study that shows that any of these there's an abuse potential i mean the abuse potential I, I like as a like a like I start, I'm a biologist, you know, I'm like a uh -huh. physiologist and I'm a pharmacist. I think of abuse potential, like there is an abuse potential for marijuana, for example, but it's more like uh, it's not physiological. It's more okay. like you just like it, you get used to it. But if you don't smoke it, you're not gonna, your body's not gonna start like sweating and right. going crazy. It's not going to try to trick your brain. Yeah, the, best, the, the main thing to do is to show that there's medical use, right? So that they can get off schedule one. So they. A lot of people are in jail for doing this in all around the country. I just locked up all these kids for smoking weed, you know, and that's uh, ruined like thousands, yes. hundreds of thousands of lives. Uh, I that's not like number one the relief that the humanity will get once these drugs get approved. And number two is that just have an open mind, and I think that's the uh, the world become will become a bit. We might get another seventies. Yeah, God, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> All right, man, we're going to play some songs. Thank you, uh, Tico. Hold on a second. We're going to do this and we're going to do that.
So we're going to do, uh, what do we got here, Tico? Let it roll.
That uh, I'm kind of struggling to. Square, thanks for doing what you got to do to do. I really want to thank Tico 
Hey, that mic's up, man. Thanks so much for coming out. That was like Thank so. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. That's good, and uh, I'm so glad you're like fighting a good fight and and helping people get the help they need. And uh, I may need some of that help. So uh, I got to get your number, all right? Because I don't think we got our phone numbers. We're like. We're just doing yeah, like I thought email. I had your number, but it ended up being the number. I don't give it to everyone. So we number. will, we will do this. So and then stay tuned for Claudia and the Lope. They're coming up. They're not here right now. I don't know, uh, but I'm sure they will be. It's kind of early, you know. They were like roll in like two or three minutes in. So see you next week.
think I'll stay around, 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 around. Down in the city, just to you and me. You have to wait for the opposite. 